You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. It's myself, Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show. Hopefully you've had a good week since the last time we talked to you. Uh, really enjoyed last week's show with Karen Safchek. And got another fun show coming up for you today. I'll be going through some of the NFL news over the past week. Of course, we had preseason week one. A lot of interesting stuff going down. And as always, it's hard to decipher all the information that comes out after some of these games, whether it be how a player does, how to evaluate that, or how good something is, how bad something is. We kind of, in the NFL, uh, like most sports, we jump from week to week. Sometimes even in the NFL, we jump from play to play. So, uh, you know, trying to make decisions on uh, a player's entire career. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about that in a little moment. On today's show, we're going to be joined by Jackie Turrell. Um, Some of the American listeners mightn't know or be aware of who Jackie Turrell is, but I'm sure most of the the Irish contingent listening to the show will, and uh, some of the UK ones, I'm sure, who have been tuning into Sky Sports over the last couple of seasons uh, covering the the GAA, and particularly the Hurling. Uh, Jackie is a Hurling player with the Kilkenny Hurling squad. Uh, They are basically the New England Patriots, but have more trophies than uh, the Patriots do over the last 10 years. Seven All-Ireland trophies he's won with the Kenny team. So they have had a, a huge period of dominance here in the Irish sporting scene. And uh, he's a huge, huge GEA fan and uh, looking forward to getting him on today. We're going to talk a lot of difference of the comparisons between uh, the NFL and uh, the, the, the Harland scene that he's involved in. And of course, as uh, any NFL enthusiast is uh, at this time, uh, he's a big fantasy football player. So we're going to be talking about that. Talking uh, a lot, of, a lot of fun topics with him, and that's coming up in just a little bit. As always, at the start of the show, I do like to, to give a little plug out for our Twitter handle. It is at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. Please do give us a follow if you aren't already. If it's your first time listening to the show, please uh, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you're listening to it on. It automatically will download it for you each and every week. Helps us here with the, the download numbers, and of course, give us a written a comment uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, as I mentioned, whatever device you're listening to it on. Help move us up those rankings as well. Thank you very much for your continued support. NFL News. So last week seen NFL preseason week one kickoff and a lot of games going on. Each team in action. You know, lots to take away. You know, this final score often isn't the key point because the starters might only played five or six uh, snaps, might only have played a series, might have played two series. Surprisingly for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers stayed in for quite a bit of time, and so did Tom Brady, who both were rumoured to not be going to play in that game. So they got their snaps trying to link up with some of the starters, and it's interesting more so to see how the backups do in their roles, how the rookies start to develop. Do do you have a positive vibe about them? Do they look good? Do they look terrible? What it is. But, you know, from week to week uh, in the preseason, some of these rookies will have huge learning curves. Some of them will learn a lot from the mistakes they make in week one. Some of them will play very well in week one and think they've uh, made it in the NFL and then it might continue to not evolve uh, as as positively as they would expect in their minds and uh, we've had a lot of conflicting reports coming out over the last few days of players believing that they had uh, superb games players believing that they're possibly the best player in that position in the NFL could be the best player we've seen RG3 come out and say that he thinks that he can be the best quarterback in the NFL Back in his rookie season, he had a phenomenal rookie year, as we all know. Beat Andrew Luck for that Rookie of the Year award. But when you look back now at the, the different patterns the two players' careers have had, a player similar uh, that I, I like to talk about you know, uh, to RG3, the two that are obviously comparable are Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson. But 
Kaepernick hasn't had too many injuries but hasn't played at a, a consistent enough level either but you look at Russell Wilson doesn't take the big hits that RG3 takes we've seen him in pre-season this week he only, he only played I think maybe uh, two series but he took a lot of big hits in that time and you know he just has to be careful not to give his body the abuse that he, he does maybe just be a little bit smarter with his decision making but he's still back taking those big hits and in that there game for the Washington Redskins uh, disappointing for Niles Paul who People are talking about how much work he put in in the offseason. I know every NFL player has put in a lot of work. I think he added around 20 pounds of muscle, was looking and had been actually named uh, by Jay Gruden as the starting tight end for the team going into that preseason game. And uh, unfortunately for him, suffered an ankle injury, a dislocation, which will uh, rule him out for the entire season. So a tough blow there for him and the Washington Redskins. Uh, I mentioned the Packers uh, beat the New England Patriots. You know, Garoppolo came in on that game mostly uh, the talking point there was him and uh, playing in the backup spot for Tom Brady didn't have a great game but we'll see as uh, as the preseason goes on can he improve but going on what happened there uh, in that 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 their game with the Packers um, didn't look all that great again for Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy G is the uh, the the commentator up there in New England was calling him. The big blow-up point of the week was, of course, uh, Abdullah down there for the Detroit Lions. Had a nice game for, for them. Um, I was interested to see how he played because there had been so much positive talk. Jake Bell has had you know, a couple of uh, off-season surgeries, hasn't recovered 100% at this point. So he had a nice game. I'm sure he's going to start to fly up uh, draft boards at this point, and he had been already moving up them. But just... Uh, just be a little bit cautious as to get ahead of ourselves uh, on the hype train but that's what happens I mentioned play to play week to week you know sometimes you're playing against the the second team the third team off off the opposition and uh, it makes it a little bit easier for you but you know uh, no doubt about it he does look very talented but I heard some coaches after it comparing him possibly to Barry Sanders I think uh, that is just getting a little bit ahead of ourselves it was comparable to last year when we were talking about Jadavion Clowney uh, you know, possibly going into the Hall of Fame and he hadn't even been drafted as a rookie so uh, we'll see what happens there but talking to Clowney um, he, he was activated off the PUP list for the Texans did train on Monday light training session for him coming back off that microfracture surgery after he missed a huge chunk of last season so I'm looking forward uh, this time last year all the hype was about him I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this year hopefully his knee is fully healed hopefully he's ready to go and uh, looking forward to seeing him on the field Hard Knocks debuted last week when we were on the story of the Houston Texans. I'm sure Clowney might appear in these upcoming episodes, but J.J. Uh, Watt, uh, phenomenal to watch uh, all the stuff he was doing behind the scenes, whether it was uh, his training, whether it was his time with the fans, just working away from the off, off the field. I was very impressed with it, and I guess everyone knew that was going to be kind of what it was like, but it was very interesting as well uh, to see the cameras follow Vince Wilfork. I really enjoyed watching him. Seems like a really fun guy to hang around um, quite the basketball player too by the looks of things and uh, and of, co- of course Coach Bill O'Brien uh, I thought he was very interesting too a lot of swearing going on by uh, Coach O'Brien but uh, the way he was interacting with the players trying to get them to know their teammates trying to create that bond between the team I thought was very interesting to see that behind the scenes little aspect of it so he also talked at the start about nobody respecting their quarterbacks and so on and so forth and he wants the team to be more respected the NFL other franchises don't have any respect for the Houston Texans went on about their losing record as a franchise since they were set up so I'm looking forward to watching this season um, you know I think already there's been more entertainment in this one or two episodes than there has been in the whole uh, the whole of the last season so looking forward to seeing how the rest of it goes 
couple of the, the high draft picks, uh, particularly a quarterback, a lot of talk about them this offseason. There was a lot of talk about Marcus Mariota not throwing any interceptions in training camp. Well, he threw a couple of interceptions against the Falcons in their loss uh, during the week. Falcons won that one 31-24. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a learning curve, as I mentioned, for all of these players. It'll be what he takes away from it. But he did show some nice pocket presence at times, threw a couple of nice throws. Was impressed with parts of it, other parts unimpressed. And I think the exact same can be said for uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Jameis Winston, I think he had some nice plays and then some not so nice plays as well. But again, it is a preseason. Last season, we thought that uh, Blake Bartles was, uh, you know, going to be the next great, great player coming in in the similar vein to Andrew Luck after what he'd done in the preseason. But you know, then when you get into the regular season, playing against the starters week in, week out, it can get tough. The long rookie season, you could hit the rookie wall and so on. But uh, Bartles again, I think he's going to show some nice improvements this season. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he does down there looking forward in general to seeing what the Jaguars do because I think this is the season for their organisation that they need to make that step forward and get close to that 500 marker possibly post a winning record talked about the Texans there a minute ago and they played the 49ers it was interesting to see Jared Hayne uh, Australian rugby uh, rugby league player who has come into the NFL now playing running back and he had quite a nice uh, quite a nice debut in preseason for himself it'll be interesting to see how that goes for him it was uh, enjoyable to to see him making some progress on the the nfl field i've been following his journey for the last number of months and uh, it's always good to see things like that they're coming to fruition on the field and nice to see that there is some potential there um of course tim tebow was back uh, on the field and uh, if, if you were watching coverage of it you would think that he is uh, now the greatest quarterback in the NFL but he was better than what we've seen sometimes in the past he had those mistakes as well uh, that we often see he had a, a quicker release uh, his throwing motion was much improved but um, you know I thought overall uh, he's still definitely the, the fourth quarterback on the depth chart and Sam Bradford didn't play in that one Sanchez didn't play well that would be the one that I'd be looking at uh, overall as the disappointment there for the Eagles but uh Nelson Aguilar with a, a nice touchdown grab and run in that one and I think yeah, for the Colts Dorsett had quite a nice game there too so there's some, there's some you know each team's going to be picking up their positives I mightn't be covering them all here as I just glance through some of the results some of my thoughts on watching the games or watching the highlights but overall I think there was a, a number of uh, definite positives for teams to look through over the last few weeks and there's obviously negatives this is the time of the season to work the negatives out to gain the positives you have to remember as well that the rosters are going to be basically cut in half between now and the start of the season will be cut down to those 53 man rosters so really uh, just taking some of the points away and looking through uh, from from that perspective as to, as to what I think is uh, looking like going forward but positives and negatives I guess for all teams around the NFL quarterback uh, big news big news actually in the quarterback front and that is that Philip Rivers has signed a new deal with the San Diego Chargers, a nice big chunk of change coming his way. There was talk, you know, earlier in the offseason that under no circumstances would he uh, sign a new contract before the start of the season. Well, whatever happened, uh, circumstances changed and uh, he has signed a new contract with them. A lot of people thought that he was thinking about, you know, it was that he didn't want to go to L.A., but he has come out since and said that it's not that he doesn't like L.A., it's that he has so much uh, time for the community in San Diego. He has so much love for the community the people in it the the area that he lives in so that was more what he was saying about not wanting to go to LA but he, he has signed that long-term extension now and uh, looks like Philip Rivers is more than likely going to be a Charger for life so I know a lot of Char- Chargers fans listening to the show uh, you know there's a, there's a good community uh, in the UK and Ireland of Chargers fans and there's no doubt about it that uh, they have to be delighted with this news coming through uh, the other quarterback I mentioned the RG Treason he might be the I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL but 
the other quarterback in the news the last uh, couple of days is Eli Manning. He wants to be the highest paid uh, quarterback in the NFL now with his if he can get a new contract with the Giants. And you know, people coming out and saying that you know he's been a bit greedy, should be trying to let the team spread money around the team a little bit more, get the other players signed up, make sure he has a good core of players. But again, you have Odell Beckham with the rookie contract for the next number of years. You have uh, a good enough a good enough roster around him. Uh, the offensive line will be an issue of worry. I would probably have the defense could be. Uh, improved on but you know all quarterbacks want to be the highest paid player in the league and any of them that don't tell you otherwise are probably lying um Eli Manning has two Super Bowls um I know people will say that he also has struggled to make the postseason in the seasons that he hasn't won the Super Bowl but he uh, has shown it on that stage and every quarterback that comes up for a contract renewal is going to try and push the barrier and get a bigger contract keep moving this forward as the salary cap continues to increase so I, I wasn't too surprised at the comments but a lot has been made of it in the last few days so I thought it would just uh, touch on it another man used to play in New York well played in New York last season and that's Chris Johnson he's back in the NFL um, he has three weeks to kind of prove he belongs I mentioned the roster cuts will be coming up and he's joined the Arizona Cardinals signed a one-year contract extension with them they've been having some issues uh, particularly for the number the number two spot Andre Allenton's going to be the starter there but he's had uh, some issues as well uh, over the last few seasons just hasn't delivered on the, the potential so far but maybe this year it could be that step forward but uh, the rookie uh, third-round pick, David Johnson, has been injured with a hamstring injury most of camp. They have had injuries uh, really kind of in that whole depth chart, so uh, it looks like he has a chance there to compete for that number two spot in Arizona. But again, he has to has to prove his worth in the next couple of weeks to make sure he makes the final roster. But I, I think he will make that final roster. But, you know, it's funny that just a few years back, uh, around the, you know, well, around 2009 2010 a lot of talk around who was the better quarterback in the nfl at that point was it adrian peterson was it chris johnson of course chris johnson had the cj2k season 2000 yards rushing that year and uh since that it's been big player no play really from cj2k but uh, another another chance for him to latch on we'll see that in the next coming weeks players latching on with team veteran players we've seen pierre thomas is still hasn't signed a contract he went uh, and had a visit with the houston texans uh, last week so it's going to be interesting to see how these players go um, Gino Smith got his jaw broke in a, a dressing room fight last week with IK and Impali. Yeah, I, this was a big season for Gino Smith, make or break, in my opinion, and it's a, it's a tough blow for him. Uh, IK and Impali was released by the jet or by the Jets after it, and then uh, people were joking about it once it happened. People were saying Rex Ryan should troll the Jets by picking him off waivers. Well, I don't think that's what came into Rex Ryan's head, but Rex Ryan did pick him up off waivers for the Buffalo Bills. He played in Buffalo Bills preseason, and there hasn't been any reaction really by the, the league or the commissioner yet, but you know, if you break a person's jaw in a fight in the locker room, it should still be dealt with. It uh, should be punished by the NFL, no doubt about it, because if you've done it in the street, you're likely ending up uh, in court, maybe in jail, so uh, I think we might see some reaction coming yet in this one. That's really a, a wrap-up of most of the little bits and pieces and news topics that have gone on in the last week. And uh, now we're going to get on our guest for the show, Jackie Turrell, uh, to talk some NFL with him. Looking forward to this. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. I'll be back after to uh, wrap up the show. The OTI Red Zone, presented by OvertimeIreland.com. Delighted now to be joined in the Overtime Ireland podcast by a, a fellow Irishman, uh, DJ. Had the pleasure of meeting him down in Dublin a few weeks back at the, the Joyk Bell event down there in Elveries and Dundrum. And it's... Uh, Jackie Turrell, uh, some people know him from playing Harlan, uh, now it's getting bigger, like the NFL on Sky Sports, there's more coverage, he's playing for Kilkenny for about the, uh, I'm not going to make him sound too old, but the last kind of decade, and he's, you know, Kilkenny are the, the stars of the GAA world over here, 
won seven All Ireland in his time there, and just uh, I could run through the trophies that he's won, but uh, I'll, I'll save people. That you can go to Wikipedia and look it all up about him. But it's uh, it's Jackie Turrell, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Jackie. Oh no, it's all good. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, obviously you're a big uh, NFL fan. A lot of people, if they do follow you on Twitter, you'll see that uh, you've up one of your things. Uh, even before talking about being a, a hurling player, is that you're an NFL enthusiast? Have you been you've been watching the game a long time? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say a long time, but kind of the last five, six, seven years. Um, you know, in college on a Sunday evening, you used to always go back early and watch the games. Um, a friend of mine um, was into it as well, so we used to always stand and go back Sundays and, and watching. It. it just took on from there, and every year got more and more growth into it. Um, and learned a bit more about it and looked into it. Um, and since then, I just, um, I, I, as, as it says on my Twitter, I'm an NFL enthusiast. So, um, you know, I love the game. I just think the mindset of it, the skill level, the different range of skills, the tactics, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, we're, we're only from the outside looking in. I'd say what goes on on training and, and team meetings and, you know, Q, QB meetings, I'd say is amazing the, the level of detail to go into. So it's, uh, you know, it's really sucked me in and uh, really looking forward to the season starting up soon. Yeah, you mentioned, kind of, you know, around five or six years ago, that was the time that it really did start to blow up in the UK, Europe and Ireland with uh, the Sky's expanded coverage and it's getting more and more every year. But as I mentioned there, Hurling now is uh, getting all the, you know, a lot more pub- publicity as well as the GA in general with GA, Go, Sky Sports and so on. So maybe on uh, 10 or 15 years we'll hear some American guys talking saying yeah if five or six years ago I started watching Hurling and now I'm a big Hurling enthusiast <laughs> yeah. yeah it could be a situation where I, I start, first started the NFL it, it's at that stage now and um, yeah you see you, you see the reaction of the um, the people outside of Ireland and the English people obviously with the exposure of Sky and Sky Go is brilliant it's, it's opening up our game which I think is, is one of the best in the world to, to a whole different audience so it's uh, it's brilliant yeah and maybe in, in a couple of years time we'll be hearing you know it wouldn't be unbelievable if, it, if Tom Brady was tweeting or put up on his Facebook about Richie Hogan or TJ Reid what a score or things like that or maybe even fancy hurling uh, but uh, I think we're getting a bit carried away ourselves but you know we can always dream yeah, you can always dream, but the, it is it is funny to see the the way the game expands. You do see some of the different attitudes towards American football when you talk to people over here that aren't fans of the game, and when you see some of the comments coming in when the the guys over there in the UK are watching some of the hurling on Sky, some funny comments coming in wondering how this is even legal to to be playing the game. But you talked about the skill of the NFL and what goes on in meetings and that, but there's no doubt about it. Hurling is definitely one of the most skilled sporting team games in the world. So you're talking about the NFL, but I'm sure if they were watching it, they'd be wondering what goes on and behind the scenes for you know for the Kilkenny team and that so it all probably comes around full circle there but a few a few uh, years ago you'd done a, a trade and you, it wasn't NFL but you went over to Miami to play with the Miami Marlins uh, get some experience there you'd done a trade with a player to come over to play with your club team um, was, was that an interesting experience for you I'm sure it had to be uh, very very different yeah, it was, Colin was, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity and one I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I got to go over there and, and see their facilities and how to train for four or five days and obviously he came over here while I was over there. But, uh, you know, just to see their dynamic and, and the demands of their sport and what they put into their game um, and, you know, the money that's uh, available to them. Um, and I was lucky enough, I got I got, to, I got to their stadium, got to their dressings and all that and I got to their training facility and all and uh you know, it really was amazing, and I got to meet you know the superstar that is Giancarlo Stanton as well. And you know, I was I was literally I didn't know a whole lot about him until I went over there, but I was kind of starstruck when I met him. Um, but you know, the thing I took from it coming back is that you know, they they trained for the demands of their sport, but you know, our fitness levels and our physical physiques would be ahead of their game. Yeah. But the demands of their sports don't require that. 
their game goes on for three, four hours. It's not that high intensity. It's very low intensity. Um, but, uh, you know, just to see the, the life that they live, it, it really is amazing. And they're training, like, in, in, in GEA worlds, we would train for an hour, an hour and a half. And, and most club teams would train for that, maybe two hours max. There's, could, they could be at the facility all day. They might train maybe for four or five hours on an end. And it's just really, as I say, really low intensity. Um and it's, it's, it would be completely di- different dynamic to GEA and, and even to NFL. You mentioned there the, the facilities. I think sometimes that's the biggest thing. I know teams like in the Premier League and that are taking a lot of things from what the Americans do with their training facilities and that. And I'm sure GEA will follow. But as it is still, a, you know, you sort of amateur players there, you're talking about the guys there in the baseball league. Some of them guys, same as the NFL on major, major contracts. And the baseball, of course, most of it fully guaranteed, unlike the NFL. But uh, the, the facilities there had to, had to strike you as very impressive, I'm sure. Oh, they really were. They were, they were amazing. And the thing about it was, on game day where they might be playing at seven o'clock, and even they're there at ten, eleven in the morning. I mean, if we had a game at seven o'clock, he'd be arriving at the stadium probably, you know, at, at six o'clock, quarter to six. Um, and they literally bring the family there for the whole day, and, and they cater for us. You know, relaxation areas. Um, you know, they have games rooms. They have swimming pools. They even have a hairdresser's in their stadium, which is mind-boggling, really. And what's even more crazy about is that the opposition can use it, and they had this big mirror or players, and I've seen Alex Rodriguez has signed it. So it's it's just a total different dynamic completely. Um, and it's, uh, it's 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 just that the way that's the way the Americans do their sport. And in fairness, they market their games unbelievably. Um, I remember being at um at a at a at a Giants game last last September. And, uh, you know, for the whole, I arrived there the Thursday, the whole weekend, they were plugging it, was people out, encouraging people to get to the game. Then when you get to the game, the whole different side show that was going on, the upset, the tail, tailgating as well. So, you know, maybe that's something that GA kept trying to, trying to use the, uh, the NFL model, uh, to market things. And, uh, you know, I spoke to Marty Quinn and, and Barry Call about this before, and, and they very much, um, agreed with me on it. Um, you mentioned there as well that they spend the whole day uh, the NFL players would do similar getting down early to the stadium but I guess when you're on million dollar contracts you can afford to do that rather than the uh, the GA guys on those uh, you know am- amateurs at the end of the day maybe coming in from work before a club game or something so that makes a little bit of a difference there but uh, when you're looking at uh, tra- going and playing baseball would you ever think about if there was an opportunity to come up to do a, a bit of a, a week's training with an NFL team? Yeah, I, I thought about it because the, the the program was such a success. I'd imagine that they go again. And if some GA player gets to go to a, an NFL team next year or a college team, I'd, I'd be pretty raging because the NFL or American football, I, I absolutely love it, and I would have loved the opportunity even to get to go to a college team. Or yeah. you know, it would have been unbelievable. To, you know, now on, on, unfortunately with the timing, that's the toughest trade that goes on, and the um the, the 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 college season and things like that, it's not really feasible. But you know, just to go see. Um, as I say, the training, um, to even to sit in a, in a QB meeting, or you know, some of the play calls when you hear when they're mic'd up on the NFL, it's yeah. just crazy. I, I don't know how any kind of receiving call would um, would follow him, but just to see the level of detail behind it, um, you know, you'd hear stories of you know Colin Kaepernick and and, and Russell Wilson being in their facility at six seven in the morning, working out then into team meetings, just to see a day in their lives of what they actually do. I know we all see him turn, turning up on Sunday. You know, and if they throw two or three picks, you know what exactly are they at? But I can imagine the amount of work they go in that they go in, and it's probably a lot of it is, is actually watching things and sitting down with your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, and checking out schemes and things like that. But I just, be, I really am intrigued by the tactics side of things. Um, you know, and QBs calling plays at the at the line of scrimmage and cutting it, and you know all the different 
the, the psychology that goes into it, um, you know, it really intrigues me. Uh, yeah, you mentioned as well the time and not sitting for college football. I was going to suggest that uh, the Irish American Football Association that has uh, a lot of teams around Ireland. When you hang up the boots, maybe because the time and won't suit still playing for Kilkenny. But when you hang up the boots, maybe put on the pads. Uh, I played this season and definitely an eye-opening experience and uh, definitely a couple of very sore Mondays after it with a couple of sore bangs. But um, you're a, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, and we'll get on to the Cowboys a little bit now. And Demarco Murray walked uh, to the the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't get a, a contract extension mm-hmm. there. Were you surprised that the the contract didn't uh, materialize, or do you think they were just having to save that money up to get Des Bryant signed up? I wasn't really because when you look at the two disposable Des Bryant the DeMarco Murray although DeMarco Murray probably had bigger production last year you know who are you going to be easier to replace and yeah. in my eyes DeMarco Murray and, and Des was always going to win that one and you know we're probably um, you know our, our own Achilles heel here really in, in the big contract we gave Tony Romo who had a, a great season last year but when you fork out that kind of money you're going to have to cut back somewhere else and I think, in fairness, the Cowboys have done a good job in the off season. They've, you know, Demarco Murray has obviously gone to the Eagles, which is a division rivals as well. But you know, in in Joseph Randall and McFadden, you would hope if McFadden can stay injury free, that obviously they're not going to have the season Demarco Murray is. But between the two of them, uh, maybe Lance Dunbar that they can re- uh, replace the production that he has. But it's also it's it's time for Dez. He's got the big contract. It's time for Tony to maybe pick up Danny Slack that that Demarco Murray has. Um, has left, but I think that in, in fairness they've done a good job. They drafted well, um, you know, and, and things seem to be set up for a, a very, very good season and hopefully keep on from the one last year. Yeah, it's strange because going into this time last season there wasn't much positivity around the Cowboys because the defense was looking banged up. Uh, Sean Lee got injured early in training camp. He missed the entire season. People were talking about the defense possibly being the worst in NFL history. The defense stayed up to a decent level all season. The running game was superb. The offensive line has been heavily touted at the minute uh, through the off season. About you know people are talking about McFadden and Randall as if they can just walk in and pick it up where uh, uh, Demarco Murray left off because this offensive line is so so good. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what the the committee kind of running backs they have there, how that goes. But as you said there, I think it was down to you know do we sign Des or do we sign Demarco and Des Bryant definitely uh, up there. I would say in the top three NFL receivers at the minute, and mm-hmm. you know uh, Tony Romo has probably maybe four years left in the bank. Uh, you know his back has caused him significant trouble over the last few years, but linking the two of them up, I think uh, is the is the long term plan for the the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, expectations for this season um, you, you know or before we actually say expectations last season you probably might think that they, they could have went a step further did you think Des Bryant caught the ball against the Green Bay Packers yeah I did I did think he <laughs> caught it but uh, you know I, I'm a Cowboys fan of course I'm going to say that and I was actually watching this um, on our holidays um, with Kenny in Miami in a bar and had with only four people in the bar the three were shouting for the line and there I was shouting for the Cowboys but uh, <laughs> it was a uh, you know, I thought it was a catch, and it, 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 it's something that the, the NFL need to look at. Um, you know, and for a game to let, literally decide on that one moment. And I know it. it, it I think it happened to actual lines. Um, the week before, before yeah. the week before, yeah. Um, so you know, I suppose you get the rub of the green, and and uh, these 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 things happen. And like, I I wouldn't look at that as the game and defining moment. Really, Aaron Rodgers on one leg. You know, we shouldn't have let him from a, a decent decent point of view uh, we shouldn't have let him do what he did and he did and look Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league in my eyes but still a guy on, on one, ele- one leg um, with a dodgy calf shouldn't, shouldn't have been able to, uh, to get the production that he did um, so that was something you know and our defence is weak and we have strengthened it up this year alright so um, 
you know, although you would look at the, at the Des Bryant play as be the, the game defining moment, in, in my eyes, you know, we shouldn't have conceded some of the scores we did. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a Packers fan as well, so I was never as glad to see a decision turned over, but then everyone knows what happened against the Seahawks and the Packers had a, a, a huge, huge collapse, so we'll end that part of the conversation there, I think. <laughs> um, you're also, uh, like most people who are big fantasy or NFL enthusiasts, NFL followers, uh, fantasy football is exploding. You mentioned a possible outcome of uh, fantasy hurling in a couple of years, but fantasy football-wise, uh, we talked about Des Bryant there, I'm sure. Des is a player that if you uh, have a you know your first round pick could be very much targeted towards Des Bryant this year. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I'm in two leagues, and one of the leagues I, I was lucky enough to win it last year, so I'm picking 12th this year. So you'd imagine <laughs> when you come to, to, to round 12, that's you know most yeah, of the running backs would be gone. You'd be looking at Des Bryant, you'd be looking at uh, <laughs> you know Del Beckham Jr. Um, or maybe even a quarterback at that stage. So yeah, Des I'd imagine would go first round in most leagues he's probably in your, as, as you say top two top three wide receivers um, you know and you see his production last year and he's targeted every week um, you know he's probably double teamed a lot of a lot of the safeties to cover his corner as well he probably gets the elite corner on him as well but still he has the production so you know and, and Days with a big contract behind him now he'll be, he'll be anxious to prove his worth um, so I, I'd imagine his production might even go up a small bit this year but fancy football is, is huge it's gone, it's gone massive in Ireland Um you know, and, and like every year, you see a few more leagues. Even even Ronke Kenny lads will be talking about that. So it's it, it's gone big, and you know, it's not just a thing of where you log on and on a Sunday at four o'clock and right there sort out your team. You know, you need your, you need to be on your waivers and you need to see the well on on a Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. You're trying to get maybe one or two guys to fill a few gaps or, or a bye week or things yeah. like that. So that's the great thing about it. It's not just logging on and, and, and picking a team, and that's it. it it's all all through the week, and maybe trying to get a few touchy trades. Uh, throughout the week as well but um, you know come Sunday evening oh, I'm, I'm pretty much logged on to me, my iPad um, I'm watching the games and, and, and you know it's great come half five to whatever sometimes even two or three in the morning yeah. Monday morning it, uh, it becomes uh, very addictive and particularly if your team's going well if you start the season well it becomes very very addictive and then uh, maybe if you start the season bad you start panicking oh I need to get these players traded and pick up somebody so it's always that interesting dynamic and obviously playing with your friends and that there is a great interaction great banter between them all you mentioned picking at number 12 it's, uh, I've been doing some mock drafts and it's very interesting the players going and in that range you mentioned Des Bryant players like Calvin Johnson might be there Demarius Thomas I've seen a lot of people picking 12 then you pick 13th again so uh, a lot of people picking two of them very very top top wide receivers but you, you do have that long wait around again and maybe the running backs aren't as strong after that but it's always um, that interesting dynamic of do you go uh, receiver receiver what way you go but it's going to be picking 12th there you can get some nice receivers and there's still good running backs there so nice back to back picks is it a 12 team league is it sorry I should ask that before I said you'd have back to back picks yeah it, it is a 12 team league and yeah and I have back to back picks on it I suppose my, my dilemma at the minute now and last year I, I, I had a very good draft and I, I got a few good decent waivers but all year long I was struggling at the tight end position you know I had Charles Clay in there for a few times I had Martellus Bend as I got a trade on him um, you know and I was never happy with it I was always looking to, top, to upgrade and really you know you're looking this year um, outside of the Gronk and Jimmy Graham maybe you may be a Greg Olsen or a, yeah. a Cleese from the Chiefs um, so I, I'm, I'm flirting with the idea of maybe even taking in the Gronk at, at pick 13 because then you're securing a pick he probably has wide, he's probably I think he's ranked in the top 10 wide receiver with numbers um, so I'm, I'm flirting with that idea because you know the season he had last year um, now my, the only drawback is that he'll have Jimmy Grappolo thrown to him in the, in the first four games 
Um, so his production mightn't be as good while it was. But I think that's the big dilemma for a lot of fantasy owners. You know, with the tight end position, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, there's not much depth on it, um, unless there's some deep sleepers like you know Josh Hill. Um, or maybe um, Zach Ertz from the Eagles but uh, yeah I, I'm thinking and, and maybe I was looking at the points even last night like Aaron Rodgers points last year were, um, were off the charts yeah. you know, and I know you shouldn't probably draft a, a QB until maybe later on in the rounds but I was looking at the running back position and I think there's some very deep sleepers I think you know the likes of Frank Gore maybe even Chris Ivory from you know you see what's going on in New York at the minute I think they'll be running the ball an awful lot considering Geno Smith um, I think Chris, they're going to lean, lean heavily on Chris uh, Ivory, and then also you have the the rookie wide receivers that are coming in. Um, Amir Abdullah seems to be doing very well in, in Detroit. Um, you've Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, you've Ty Yeldon as well. So there's there's a lot a lot of good running backs that you could get late in the round as well. So. I might be going so so heavy on the running back uh, position early in, in the round. Yeah, it's interesting the way things have gone in the last few years. Usually, people would always have wanted to go for the the steady guy, the guy that's produced for say four or five years. You know, you're going to get that production. But now it's starting to because the rookies have come in the last couple of seasons and really dominated. They're starting to the rookies are uh, going higher and higher up the board, and you get some value then, as you mentioned, on players mm-hmm. like Chris Ivory who slip under the radar. A player I also think is going to have a, a big season this year. So it's interesting getting those older guys and maybe some of the veteran players just a little bit later yep. and adding to the depth of your, your fantasy team but you mentioned there uh, Gino Smith uh, the whole the whole situation went down there last week since our last podcast and it was the fight in the locker room with uh, IK and Impali and and Impali was caught after it and uh, it was picked up then by his former coach Rex Ryan uh, up in Buffalo did you ever see any situation uh, in the locker room maybe around the GAA where there's been a couple of scuffles like that he would maybe in training, all right, Jay. You'd see the odd scuffle, but obviously with, without, we don't have the scrutiny of, of social media and things yeah. like that. It's very much dealt in-house. Um, so, you know, when, when you take their training camps are so heavily covered by, by media and, and things like that, um, you know, as soon as it happens, it's tweeted about and there's a video up. I see, you know, Cam Newton had a bit of a scuffle, Des Bryant had a bit of a scuffle. Um, you know, and it, 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 it can be blown out of proportion. I suppose this was added to the fact that, you know, Rex Ryan picked them up so quickly afterwards and you know, you'd ima- you, you would think in New York that the circus is over with Rex Ryan going to Buffalo, but yeah, still it continues. continues. And I, I, I see delays one now. Gino Smith started working out on his own, and I don't yeah. think the Jets are happy with that. So it's just it's it's just not ideal for the Jets at all going into a going into a preseason and that. And it's 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 something that the the, the head coach and the general manager are just going to have to address. But in those kind of situations, you just try to stamp it out, keep as much of it sorted in house as possible. Um, you know, but it's it's just the scrutiny of of, of the um of the NFL. And look, we love it. You know, we get to see the videos, we get to, to hear you yeah. know the stories and things like that. But for a team, it's it, it's not it's not good going into the season. Yeah, it looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the the starter there now because Geno's going to be out six to ten weeks. But the situation was it was a make or break in a season for Geno Smith. So if Fitzpatrick starts the season at a, a decent enough standard, I know that he I've I've seen it many many times. He can make big big mistakes and and, and key points of games. And you know he, he has a losing record as a starting quarterback. But Geno Smith, this could have been his opportunity mm-hmm. to to develop on over the off season. And now he's missing valuable time getting reps with new receivers. So, you know, Branton Marshall's come in and he trying to get that chemistry so it's a, it's a big big blow for Gino and I know a lot of people will say oh well, it's the Jets and they're you know Gino Smith isn't very good but you know he's only gone into his third year in the league there is time there to improve and it's a, a big big blow I think his potential is still better than what we know we're going to get with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick 
you talked as well about you know seeing kind of a day in the life of some of these NFL players. The closest thing that most NFL fans get to it is Hard Knocks. Uh, did you get a chance to watch uh, the latest season's uh, premiere of Hard Knocks uh, with the yeah. Houston Texans? It, it, I, I, I did, yeah, and it, it's brilliant. And you know, as soon as I, you see the Houston Texans, you just think of JJ Watt and yeah. you see the video online, and you see the latest one where he sees between eight and a half and nine thousand calories. So. Uh, yeah, and, and and the hard knocks is, is is brilliant for that. Like you get to go behind the scenes, and you know even to hear what the what the, what the, the you know the offensive line coach what to be what to be shouting and direction and uh, instructions that to be given to the guys and they do the drills and that. So it, it's brilliant from that point of view. And uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll be looking forward to the other to the other episodes. Which JJ Watt is just a monster, and he's probably one of the he's probably one of the the, the few freaks of athletes that exist in in, in the NFL. Yeah, it's a, he's uh, he's absolutely amazing, and you know I think it was a I think out of the the first episode was about fifty eight minutes long. I think that those was at thirty six minutes was following JJ Watt, so we could call it uh, JJ Knox maybe instead of Hard Knox. But yeah, some of the some of the clips of him training last week in the the premiere were absolutely amazing. The the effort that he puts in behind the scenes, we all know that to get to the physical shape that he's in, and you'll know more than anybody with being a you know a, a very elite athlete yourself that. Going around uh, the work that he was putting in behind the scenes is uh, how you get to that level. It doesn't just happen overnight. And the, he got a big contract last season, but it seems to have pushed him on. And you know, by the time his career is all said and done, maybe he'll go down as uh, the best defensive player in the history of the NFL. The stuff with the did you see him training with the tire? <laughs> I did, yeah. It's, it's, it's Say, scary. Yeah, saying that when he started off, he could only do one of them, which is you know, one of them was the, the the key goal, and then he went up to last season. I think he said he'd done fifty five, and then this season he yeah. broke it again with sixty four. So, absolutely incredible stuff. But uh, the last thing before we finish up, Jared Hay, and I don't know if you've seen him. He's down with the, the San Francisco Forty Niners, former rugby. I did, yeah, player, he's yeah. The rugby player. Yeah, he, he had quite an impressive uh, debut in preseason with a, a few nice runs. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how his career develops if he you know it looks now like he has a good chance to make the the 53 man roster but a, ni- a nice debut there so maybe in the back of your mind you can uh, always hope that uh, you can get a get a role there maybe the, the, to get in some role that you could get in if you maybe i don't know you're you're not throwing the ball too much you're catching it more than throwing it but it's uh yeah no i i'd, I'd like to think myself maybe as uh, an outside linebacker or safety or something like that but, some uh, Definitely not at the running back position, anyway. There's a lot of hard shoulders going in the uh, in the G- in the GA, in particular in the hard and even even off the ball. So it's uh, you know you maybe maybe get in there and give a, a shoulder to one of them running backs coming through <laughs> try and knock the ball loose. But the All Ireland final, of course, coming up now in a, a couple of weeks, and at the minute you're you're recuperating from a, a stress fracture in your ankle. It's going to be touch and go with uh, getting there for September 6th to play, but an absolutely phenomenal game this past weekend between Tip and Galway to to see who would face Kilkenny in this final. And of course, uh, hopefully you'll be you'll be fit for that one. It's going to be touch and go as uh, as I said, but the, uh, the the team has had a phenomenal run of success as I mentioned at the start, and hopefully you'll add a little bit more to it. But the the thing I want to mention uh, about the final is it's on 6th of September, and that's just a week before the NFL starts. So. A key time are you is the schedule usually like that that the NFL Sundays kick off just the week after the the Harland finishes up so you can get a yeah, schedule. It, it literally is, and you have the, the, the Thursday game normally kicks off the Thursday of the All Ireland. So um, in, in one way, it's kind of nice because you know you, um, you can you can record it and you know come the weekend you can watch it sit down and watch it and yeah. kind of nearly pencils in your Saturday. But uh, yeah, it always is. So that's why I like to have my. Uh, my team well in, in good shape come uh, come come all Ireland week because uh, my focus is going to be elsewhere that week. So uh, you know I like to put the put the work in in, in the weeks before get good drafts and get team settled and uh, 
think if you focus on the big day, but with the all, with the, with the, with the draw last year, um, carried on another three weeks into it. So I, um, I had to prioritise my hurling. So the first couple of weeks, I, I suffered a few losses in, in the fantasy, but uh, you know, I, I came back strong as, as the year went on. But uh, it, was, it was brilliant. But there was actually after the All Ireland semi or the, the replay last year, and um, Jamal Charles was one of the players, and there was week, there was a doubt over him all week. Right. And it was right up until the Sunday. And uh, and uh, yeah, and that that the replay was on Saturday, so I had to wake up early Sunday morning with a sore head. <laughs> because I checked Twitter, see if there was any update whether he was going to make it because he, you know he's a stud running back. Um, and unfortunately, he didn't make it. But I, I didn't handcuff with Neil Davis, so I am um, I was lucky enough. But yeah, you, you, you think on a Sunday after winning an All Ireland, the last thing you want to be thinking about was fancy. But um, I, I I was clued into it. It was, it was a big decision for me. Well, there's big big dedication, obviously there, uh, Jackie, and I'm sure the guys in your league were hoping that you were going to sleep in and not wake up, and they could pick up a little bit of an advantage there. But the drafts will be coming thick and fast. You mentioned you're in a couple of leagues, so uh, wish you all the best with drafting and. Of course, uh, it's it's all about the, the strategy, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the, the next few weeks to get these drafts all done and start looking forward to uh, the regular season because that's when the, the real business all kicks off. But it's uh, it's been great it's been great talking to you. any of the listeners listening that want to find out a little bit more about uh, Jackie. You can follow him; he's on Twitter. It's at Mister Jackie T. That's T E E, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Wish you all the best for the rest of the the GAA season, and wish you all the best too, of course. And the most important most important thing in that is uh, your NFL fantasy season. Great, thanks very much, Conor. It was great to talk to you. Hi, this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. Thanks again to Jackie for popping on the show. As I mentioned there, his uh, Twitter handle is at Mr. Jackie T. That is T-E-E at the end of it. And uh, a lot of fun talking to him. Good to get different. I always like to get different perspectives from people, whether it's sports stars, whether it's people in the NFL, people around the NFL. Always fun talking to all the guys like that, getting different perspectives. And I think we brought a new perspective there with uh, you know a man who is an athlete in his own right playing in the in the GAA if you haven't watched any hurling as well I didn't mention that one who was on definitely check it out it's an absolutely amazingly skilled game and when you see it for the first time you'll be wondering what's going on the guys swinging sticks at each other but a game of elite skill do check it out and uh, the GAA now with GAA Go with Sky Sports is available to watch basically anywhere in the world uh, and even if you, you can't get into any of them if you have to pay for them you can go and Obviously, head up YouTube and check up some highlights of games, and I'm sure you'll get highlights of some of the, the finals that he won with Kilkenny there as well. That's going to bring us to the end of another show, and uh, next week's guest I'm really looking forward to. Very, very excited about it. I know there's been a good response on Twitter to him coming on as well. It's Sigmund Bloom of Football Guys. Uh, they have a great show, uh, The Audible, regular podcast listener there, great website as well. So looking forward to getting him on talking all things NFL with him, and uh, that'll be coming up next week. I'm going over on Monday to London. Uh, heading over there to the Arsenal-Liverpool match, so looking forward to that. So likely to be uh, Wednesday evening when the podcast drops next week, a little bit later. I might even, maybe, we'll see, I might even jump on with the podcast later this week. Just uh, stay tuned to the Twitter feed, at Overtime Ireland. Might get some free time built in and uh, jump on to another show then. So until I'm back with the new show, uh, whether it be later this week or uh, mid-next week, enjoy the preseason action, have a good one, and of course, uh, hit us up with any questions, comments, at Overtime Ireland.com. And actually, before I finish up, anyone interested in writing on OvertimeIreland.com this year, get in touch. The, the email is OvertimeIreland at gmail.com. Looking for some guys to come on, write some uh, NFL-related articles, and uh, always looking for new contributors. So, until the next time, of course, have a good one. 
Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.